Hello everyone. This week on Three Seats to Mouse, we have a special treat. We have Brian Crosby, who is the creative director for a themed entertainment for Marvel. He is a former Disney Imagineer. He brings over a decade of experience in the parks, in the resorts, to to show us what it takes to be an Imagineer, to show us the insight uh, that uh, that most of us dream of. So, without further ado, I want to bring you the episode. I do want to forewarn you: there is a little bit of an audio glitch on this week's show. Uh, we weren't sure how this came up uh, during recording, but uh, bear with it because it's a wonderful interview and Brian brings a, a huge wealth of knowledge to this uh, to the show. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Patrick, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin the show in a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with some important safety information. Three Sheets to the Mouse may contain language and subject matters that aren't suitable for smaller aviators, so listener discretion is advised. When the intro music begins, please take a seat and partake of any carry-on items. This includes bottles, flasks, cans, fine cigars, and skin mags. Okay, let's review. That is, F-bombs, earmuffs, get drunk, smoke them if you got them, and send nudes. Anything else? Oh yeah, enjoy the show. Fuck that little pig. I know it sounds sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode, a special episode of Three Sheets of the Mouse. We are five average guys with love for all things Disney, but joining this week, we have a special guest, uh, and uh, before I introduce him, I'm going to introduce the co-host on this week, Mikey. Hello, Scott and Trenton and special guest. Trenton. Hey, everybody. And our special guest this week is, uh, Brian, your official title is what? Head of Creative uh, Themed Entertainment for Marvel? Uh, creative Director for Themed Entertainment, yeah. A big shot. You're a big shot. Nah, I'm nobody, man. <laughs> uh, Brian Crosby. Welcome, Brian. Thanks, guys. Good to be here. So, uh, so Brian, you work, uh, you essentially, uh, work at, uh, WDI, kind of. Well, I, I used to, I, uh, I was an Imagineer for 10 years. Um, I was a concept designer over there. Um, and, uh, about three years ago I left WDI and went to Marvel to head up this new, new division of Marvel Entertainment. So what do you, uh, so let's, let's backtrack. What, what, what would we know in the parks, uh, from your time at from from your time at Walt Disney Imagineering, wow! Well, I worked on a ton of stuff. Um, I was a concept designer over there. Um, so the very first thing I worked on was uh, Finding Nemo: Submarine Voyage for Disneyland, um, and I kind of bumped around all over all over the planet. So I, I worked on It's a Small World for Hong Kong. Uh, I worked on uh, the Tron uh, light cycle attraction for Shanghai. Um, I worked on Gosh, I worked on Star Wars, um, what will be the, the Star Wars land. I worked on that for about three years in for both Anaheim and, and Orlando. Um, 
And then, but once once Disney bought Marvel, I was all in on Marvel. So I, I've worked on quite a few. Things. You have you have already probably derailed this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That happens. Sorry. Well, I don't know if Brian listens to the show or not, but we end up talking about Star Wars every episode for God knows what fucking reason for an extended period of time, generally. Yeah. Well, I, I I'm not allowed to talk a lot about what that land's going to be, but I can tell you when I worked on it because that was a. Uh, that was a while ago for me. I mean, three years before, you know, uh, before before even The Force Awakens came out. So we didn't really know anything about the new films. We didn't know where they were going. Um, so everything that we had done originally was based on the original, you know, kind of the original six films. And then, uh, but now it's a completely different ball game, you know, with the Walt Disney Company and where they're going with, uh, and, and Lucasfilm, where they're going with that franchise. But, uh, uh, but it was it was a it was a ton of fun. Obviously, I mean that's like a child childhood dream come true to play in the Star Wars uh, sandbox. So that was it was awesome. Every day was just play. Yeah, I bet yeah. That... So do we want to get into that now, Scott? Or, or, just, <laughs> or do you want to? Uh... Well, I think he just basically said he can't really talk too much about no, it. No, but... no, no, not that, not that. No, no, no. Well, I was no, no. His, I, his I'm interested. Opinion. Right, because he said the original six films, original and that's six, what Scott. stood out to me, because I, I'm, I'm not familiar with six original films. Yeah, I thought there I'm was only I'm familiar with three original films and two prequels, and then uh, Travesty. <laughs> you can you can call them whatever you want. It was episodes four, five, six, and one, two, three were what we had to work with. <laughs> yeah, Scott. See, we're prequels. just giving Trenton crap yeah. here, because he is so a big Scott fan of the prequels. So Scott to try to tell me that the prequels were awful and that they're not worth watching. And I say they're not as good as the originals, but they're still decent movies. I I always say, I always say it's better than no Star Wars. Yeah, right. It's better than no Star Wars. You're just mad that Hayden Christensen looks better than you. I want to hear you say it's better than no Star Wars after you see the Han Solo movie. Say it's got his hair's better too. His hair is pretty good though. (laughs) I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. (laughs) Oh, um, pretty divided on that. So, <laughs> we oh, are, yeah, we no, are. No, that this oh. thing gets cut out of the You've only got five minutes in, it's going to get ugly already. <laughs> so, so Brian, let's talk about uh, some of the other things you've done in the parks. Um, one one thing you opened up, and if if you follow Brian on Instagram, it's uh, Wizard of Cross twenty three. Yeah, right. Yep. Wizard of uh, Wizard of Cross twenty three uh, over on Instagram. Last year, you were opening up. Uh, a nice little uh, little simulator ride over in Hong Kong, right? Yeah, so that was um, that's a, that's a cool story because that was the first uh, attraction we did in a Disney theme park based on based on a Marvel uh, character, uh, the Iron Man experience. So that and that was that was really my my baby. It was it was uh, so. Speaking of Star Wars, so that this, the creation of that attraction actually starts with Star Wars. So we were going to um, the initial plan was to bring Star Tours to Hong Kong Disneyland. That was the plan. So we had done a little bit of work. I did some drawings, some concept renderings of what that might look like. And uh, we went to our partners in Hong Kong. And frankly, they they said Star Wars didn't really mean much to them in Hong Kong. It's not... I know us in the United States, we can't even fathom that. But in Hong Kong, they said they didn't grow up with it. And so they didn't, they didn't know the films. They didn't really know the characters. And uh, it always kind of looked like old sci-fi to them. They are um, the and, Trade Federation. i'm not touching that uh and they said uh they said you know what we really love is marvel 
And so we, you know, we shifted gears and immediately started brainstorming what a Marvel attraction would be uh, and kind of had thrown away the, uh, the, the star tours of it all. And then I was, I was on my commute one day uh, into work and I thought, you know what, there's nothing, there's nothing sacred about a simulator attraction being married to the Star Wars franchise. Couldn't we do the same thing with Marvel? You know, they don't know Star Tours, so they have no frame of reference. So they wouldn't go, oh, it's like a copy of it. Um, and so we kind of put that, kind of put it in our back pocket as a thing that, that we could do. Uh, we pitched a bunch of different ideas to uh, Tom Staggs, who was the head of Parks and Resorts at the time. And uh, he was kind of like, okay, okay, cool, cool. And so we got one, we got one little Dark Horse idea. I had made one, one four by four board of what a simulator Marvel attraction would look like. And, uh, and I, I took it out and shared it and he loved it. And, uh, he said, that's, we're going to do that. We're going to do that thing. And, uh, so we were off and running on creating a Marvel simulator ride and which it actually started out as a, a, an Avengers ride. Um, and then, uh, you know, eventually we scaled it back to really kind of focus on Iron Man. Um, that was the character that resonated the most in Hong Kong at the time. They were still kind of learning about who all these, the other characters were, um, and it was just, it was awesome. It was about three to four years of work um, to bring it to bring it to Hong Kong. But, you know, that will always be uh, number one in my heart, uh, Iron Man experience. So, so that, um, ma- that makes me really like the fun. Hong Kong of this of this podcast, because that I mean, there's no Avenger I love more than Iron Man. And I'm still learning about the other ones. That's all. You know, and what was cool about about telling that story is when we were, were creating the queue, um, we, we kind of had to reverse engineer the whole attraction. So we had to figure out what we had to explain to people so that the attraction would make any sense at all. Uh, we had to really clearly convey that for those who didn't know Iron Man, uh, which is, you know, again, something that we can't even imagine. But uh, if, if you didn't know Iron Man, people might think he's a robot. And so we had to really clearly identify Tony Stark and who Tony Stark was. And then we kind of went, well, how did how how would if we, if we pull apart Iron Man, like what are the three kind of tentpole uh, signature things that, that make up Iron Man? We thought, well, it's, it's that he can fly, that he's in an armored suit, and and that uh, and that he's he he protects but he protects people and you know he has you know repulsors and all that stuff. And so we said, well, let's go back to Howard Stark and the things that were important to him. So he was part of the Project Rebirth that created Captain America. He was he was interested in protection. He was interested in mobility. He created the flying car that we saw in the first Captain America film, and he was interested in in energy. Um, he created the the big the the original arc reactor, and so that was a bit, you know another signature piece of uh, Tony. So we said those three ideas kind of make up Iron Man, and now it's about the future of Stark Industries is sharing those three ideas with the world, and what better place to do that than in the Stark Expo. Um, and so that we, we framed the whole thing around the Stark Expo, you know, seen in Iron Man 2. And that was kind of our hook. But it was it was all a little bit tricky because we weren't sure how to introduce Marvel into a Disney theme park. I mean, you guys are Disney fans, right? So when you when you go through the tunnel going into Main Street, there's a plaque above the tunnel that says here you leave today and enter the worlds of yesterday, tomorrow and fantasy. Uh, well, Marvel is is not those things. Marvel is about today. It's New York City. It's he lives in Malibu. It's it's very it's very now. In fact, Disneyland would be a place that exists in the Marvel universe. So how do we tell that story? And so in the attraction, like Peter Parker could go to Disneyland or Disney World or whatever, um, conceivably. 
And so when uh, we built the Stark Expo, we said, you know, let, Tony Stark is acknowledging this is in Hong Kong Disneyland. So when you fly out of the hangar at the Stark Expo, you fly over the castle and over Tomorrowland and out across the bay. So it's a part of the part of the narrative of the attraction. Very cool. That's meta. That is so it meta. Is, it is a little meta. Yeah, yeah. That is really awesome. No, that's that's really cool. So no, I, I just want something to take place in Disney World. I mean, give me an Avengers. No, an Avengers because <laughs> they blow everything up. I, uh, I can give you something in Disney World. How about how about Guardians of the Galaxy? Is that cool? That's fine with me. No, I mean like a film. I want I want to see in one of the films where they have a set location that is <laughs> you know, just well. Star Lord did visit Epcot way back in the day. Very good. Very good. See, I pay we attention. We did tease that. Yeah. Uh, no. So so yeah. The uh, Avengers or the. Uh, do you you don't do you have any hand with the, well, the... Iron Man three would took place in Miami? Yeah, I like the, that. Um, I like that movie. The Guardians coaster. Are you doing anything with yep. that? Or I guess not anymore. Yep. Oh, you yep. are. Yep. That's, yeah. So uh, I'm super my excited. job now is, is overseeing uh, all themed entertainment for Marvel. So okay. uh, our presence so. in the Disney theme parks, um, you know, traveling arena shows, character appearances, comic cons, all of that stuff. So we work very closely with Walt Disney Imagineering. And Marvel Studios, and it's kind of a three-way collaboration uh, between all of us to to you know pull these pull these big attractions off. Yeah, I'm I'm so fucking stoked on that coaster. I can't even <laughs> express it enough. It's gonna. I be mean, cool. I, I personally I loved the Thor movies. I mean, Thor was my favorite Avenger. I mean, he's still probably my favorite Avenger. But after seeing the first Guardians of the Galaxy, I didn't even see it right when it first came out. I was like, eh, I don't know. I never paid much attention to Guardians, and then I watched it. I was like, holy shit. Like, where have I been this whole time? Yeah, yeah. and I mean, what's great about Guardians is it, it comes with uh, uh, a great, you know, set of characters that are that are ripe for exploitation, if I may use the term, uh, in the in the in the parks because it comes with music, um, it comes with laughs. It, it's it's a great franchise for us to play with. Um, you know, those characters are just awesome. And you know, we, when we were doing Mission Breakout, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Uh, we got to go on the set of Guardians Volume Two, and you know, uh, you know Peter, or, uh, sorry Peter Quill, uh, Chris Pratt. Uh, you know, he was just awesome and super excited to to be a part of that. All of them were. Um, Zoe Saldana, they were all just just thrilled. So it's uh, it's been really cool. And in James Gunn, he couldn't be couldn't be you know more excited to see these characters you know showing up in the park. So all those guys are just just awesome to work with. They have a lot of fun creating those films and. You know, we love you know getting to to bring them to the parks. Now, speaking of thing. speaking of guardians, uh, you had a hand at uh, at the tower breakout or the guardians breakout. Yeah, yeah. Well, what what did you kind of work into that? Yeah, so that that was um, we found out about a year, a little maybe a little over a year before uh, the film came out uh, that there was interest in 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 doing that. So the president of Disneyland. Uh, you know, kind of came to us and, and Walt Disney Imagineering and said, basically he had seen the trailer for uh, Guardians Volume 2 and and just loved it. Thought it was hilarious and we said, we got to do a Guardians thing in Anaheim. And uh, and, and uh, we want to we wanna replace the Tower of Terror with a Guardians theme. And immediately we all kind of reacted probably the way a lot of Disney fans, the way I know a lot of Disney fans reacted, um, which they were a bit apprehensive about the idea. And we kind of were too. We're like, I, I don't know. Is this the right fit? And so we, we, we went through a, a lot of exploration. We talked about other characters that might work uh, in that building. And you know, 
but we kept coming back to Guardians again. You know, for all the reasons I mentioned, the music, the humor, and and the fact that the way that that attraction is 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 structured is, I mean, you're inside of a box, right? This big, and most characters in the Marvel universe, you don't necessarily want to see confined to a space that that that's that big, you know, that because you know, Hulk is huge, Spider-Man, you want to see him swinging around. Iron Man, you want to see him fun. I mean, every character is bigger and, and you know, bigger than life. Uh, but the Guardians are relatively, I mean, you know, obviously, aside from Groot and Rocket, relatively human and not crazy powers that, you know, you can't imagine them being confined in some way. So, uh, you know, thinking about how we might confine them kind of led us down this, this story path of uh, how we keep them contained. And then how we break them out. And that's where it all, um, you know, the name came from. Cool. cool. But it, we, 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 essentially, we had a year to, to do that. Now, obviously, it was a little different than Iron Man experience because we weren't starting from nothing. We had the Tower of Terror that was already there. Um, and, it, you know, a great, great ride in and of itself. So we were starting from something that was really cool and fun. And then literally stripping that building down to its bare bones and then retheming the whole thing. Um, with with all of our with our guardian story. Now, uh, alongside uh, over by over nearby Guardians of the Galaxy Breakout, there's a there's a little Easter egg, right? Yeah, and, and that was a that was like a last minute uh, decision. Um, but we thought, you know, in the, in the same spirit of you know, Marvel Studios has their their and their their mid credits and end credit scenes, kind of that tag that teases the next thing. We thought, what's What's our version of that? Because we, we do like to think of these attractions as being connected, kind of in their own universe. I mean, if you go on Iron Man Experience, there is an Easter egg that teases Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And if you go into Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, there's a little tease. Um, actually, in California Adventure, there's a couple of areas that tease Iron Man Experience in Hong Kong. And we said, so what's our, what's our next little piece of connective tissue? And so uh, we put in a hatch. We put in a hatch uh, out in the garden and didn't say anything about it. It wasn't something we announced. And it's got a giant Avengers uh, logo on top of it. And we haven't said anything about what's in the hatch or talked about it. It's a very lost in a way, right? Uh, for those of you who are lost fans. But um, um, yeah, it's leading to what we're, what we're doing next, which we announced uh, just today, actually, uh, at noon Pacific time. Uh, that we are building a, a full land out at California Adventure and a, and a Marvel land in Paris and a Marvel land in Hong Kong. So it's going to be uh, a busy, busy few years. That is, that is <laughs> yeah. super awesome. Yeah. yeah, we're super. I mean, we've been working on it for a long time, you guys. Um, you, know, you can imagine it's the Marvel Universe is a big universe, eight to 9,000 different characters. Uh, you know, the Marvel Studios team is cranking out, you know, two to three films a year. Uh, we've got, I don't know how many TV shows going, uh, you know, I think we have four, four or five on Netflix, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, we just had a trailer drop today for Cloak and Dagger. You know, Saw we have that. three animated series. You know, there's just a lot going on in the in the Marvel Universe. So uh, as we start to sit down and, and figure out what what that menu is going to look like for a land, uh, there's a lot of ideas, a lot of opinions, and, and trying to call that down and, and land on something that... Uh, we feel represents the the Marvel Universe uh, correctly is uh, is a challenge, but I mean it's a fun one, obviously. Um, so we're just super excited that we can finally acknowledge that it's a thing, 
and uh, and and then not say about anything that's in it for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> so how uh, how long? Or Mikey, go ahead. Well, I was going to say there goes my next question. Yeah, yeah. You want to know what's in it? I just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Can we give Baymax some love? <laughs> I, I Baymax will not be in it. I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I can appreciate Baymax, but uh, we don't really think of him as part of kind of this Marvel universe. At least not the version of Baymax from like the Disney Big Hero Six film. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry so Mikey. We um, <laughs> you know, my my first thought when I saw the 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 goings on with the acquisition of Fox was that maybe the world's going to get some love from Marvel. Um, the world meaning Disney World? Th- Disney World, yes. Oh, okay. Um, sorry, that's I always end up calling it the world. because That's good. No, okay, I know what you mean. Um, so I, I, I'm sure you can't talk about that either, though. So that's going to be... <laughs> yeah, the, well, I mean, there's really not much to talk about right now because there's still... It has to go through, uh, I guess, official government approvals and all that stuff. Um, right. So... It's really not a not a sandbox where we're playing in right now. Um, gotcha. uh, believe me, I mean, as you can imagine, you know, we're we're fans like you guys. So right. Yeah, I was actually I was in Korea um, working on the the Marvel experience um, when I heard about the news, and it was like you, you know we I almost couldn't believe it. You know, it just seemed like it seemed like clickbait or you know rumor mill stuff. Right. And and because uh, I hadn't I hadn't heard anything about it. It was it, it, it was really came out of nowhere. It totally did, which I think by design, you know, I mean, those were all conversations that I'm sure were kept under wraps. And, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're very excited. I mean, they're, you know, the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, I mean, Deadpool, these are, these are awesome characters, you know, I mean, right here, bro. I mean, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're, uh, we're as excited as, as, you know, to do something with them as, as you guys might be. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but, uh, you know, obviously no, no plans right now. But, I mean, it was more in the terms of, I guess, Universal owns the rights to The Simpsons, or Fox has The Simpsons, and so well, The Simpsons are in. Gonna, yeah, I don't even know what's going to happen with all that The stuff. idea of a trade just seems, <laughs> <laughs> hey, give us those guys that you won't let us have in the park, and you guys can have these yellow people. I, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Um, so that, that's what, that was my first yeah. thought, and I guess my mind wanders at times, but that was my first, oh, yeah. shit, Marvel might be in Disney World soon. I'm super excited. <laughs> Well, right now, you know, we're, you know, we, the universal stuff is still in play and, um, and we work with them too on, on maintaining that stuff. Um, we just did a, uh, uh, a character dinner there and we refreshed the Incredible Hulk roller coaster, uh, about, I think it was two years ago. Um, and then, you know, on the Disney park side, but we're, you know, we're playing with the characters that we, that we can play with on the, on the East coast, which are guardians. We did a Dr. Strange thing over there. So, um, you know. We're doing what we can. Oh, no, absolutely. And I think people love Guardians. I mean, I know Scott hasn't seen it yet, but I think you would love it, Scott. I probably will. I probably will. I'm Look, I'm, I don't see a lot of movies. Marvel pictures. Yeah, dude. It's like, <laughs> They've made a few dollars. <laughs> <laughs> they have. And I will say, I do, love, I do love the Avengers. I watched the Avengers for the first time probably about three months ago, and uh, it was, it was mind-blowing. You gotta remember, I've had a four-year-old for the last four years. I've had a kid for the last four years, and it's hard to take him to the movies. It's hard to get away to the movies. So, like, I just never keep up with it. Dude, take uh, him. Love it. Look, I've got four kids. I know no you excuses. do. <laughs> no excuses. Dude, come on, dude. I have zero kids. I see them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you, you the also... one guy who hasn't seen Black Panther? You're the one. You're him. 
I, 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 yet, I have not seen Black Panther. I'm, I'm trying Panther. to go this weekend. Oh, there's two guys. I, I just got a new job in my defense. It looks <laughs> It looks absolutely amazing. When I when I went to the when I went to um uh when I went to Star Wars and saw the trailer for Black Panther, I was just absolutely blown away. Absolutely blown away. It looks awesome. wonderful. My friend well, actually bought tickets because I always buy tickets preemptively to Star Wars movies for him and just say, hey, I already bought these fucking tickets. Now you got to go. And he bought tickets to Black Panther. And I'm like, oh, I just got a new job. I'm out of town that week. And he's like, you bastard. Um, but so it does, took it, someone it, else. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it looks it looks good. I, just, I, I honestly haven't had two seconds and I don't even have kids. Have they had now? You may or may not talk about this, but where maybe where would you see Black Panther fitting best at Disney World? Good question. Uh, well, Black Panther is not a character um, that we can use in, in oh, Disney World. Darn it! Yeah. See, now I thought he was because he wasn't originally. He didn't originate in the Avengers. He was a character, and then he was in the Avengers. He was. I mean, you would know better than me, fucking obviously. He, but he originated in the Fantastic Four, not in the not in the not in the team, but in the book. Gotcha. Um, and and he's and he's, but I think he's he's perceived of as an Avenger. Oh um, bummer! So that's why we're uh, we can't use him in Florida. See now, I feel like there's a lot of a, a lot of speculation floating around a lot of podcasts that I listen to through Disney that maybe this is the this this is the one that Disney challenges Universal on. Maybe this is the one that they just start putting in the parks and sees if Universal gets. Hey man, those are those are questions above my <laughs> above my pay grade. I, I you know if if uh, if something was you know if they worked something out that'd be obviously be a lot of fun, but it's you know currently not a character we can use there. So um, I guess, but if you pay attention, so I will tell you this, you know if you uh, if you look at the posters that we released today of the three lands, nothing is in those posters by mistake. There's a lot of there's there's they're packed with content, um, and, and they have been scrutinized. To the nth degree. <laughs> so uh, go through those posts. Looking at he's looking at them right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm not allowed to type because they all yell at me. No typing, no typey type. But you can go through those posters and 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 look at everything that's in there because there's they're packed with with info and teases and fun stuff. So uh, have fun with that. Ooh, that's gonna that's gonna be fun. Well, you know what, uh, Trenton? After we get off here. Post those to the group. Make sure you put those on the group so that the people can take a look at those and and find their own Easter eggs to that. Oh, I, I will be posting them and sending them. My friend who bought the, the Black Panther tickets, I'm going to send him those pictures too because this dude is the biggest Marvel fan. He's my best friend in the world, biggest Marvel fan ever. I told him I was talking to you tonight, and I thought he was going to shit his pants. So. <laughs> well, he actually – doesn't he actually own uh, some of Brian's artwork? Or no, that was uh, Derek Alverson. Yeah, it's, no, that's Derek. Yeah, yeah. No, this is my friend Charles. You guys don't. So, Brian, some of, some of your artwork that's uh, showed up in yeah. uh, the Marvel comics. Yeah, so I've done a, I've done a few things. So I've uh, you know I, I obviously I was a concept designer for for a long time at Disney. I did uh, a lot of illustrations and paintings for the Disney galleries. Um, uh, you know, a lot of kind of core Disney stuff. I did some Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Did a Rocketeer piece. Uh, oh, yeah. Did. Uh, some Disney villain stuff, um, all the stuff that I'm geeky about. And then, uh, and then I did, you know, I did some Marvel stuff. Oh, I did a lot of Haunted Mansion, a lot of Haunted Mansion paintings. Um, Groot, uh, I'm working on a new one right now. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, Marvel, I helped, you know, actually when I was back at Disney, I helped co-create the, the Disney Kingdom's line of comics. So these, those were all uh, comic books based on Disney theme park attractions. Uh, the first was Seekers of the Weird, 
based on Billy Crump's, you know, old Museum of the Weird uh, concept of Disney, as my old know that is. Um, so we made that into a comic book called Secrets of the Weird. Then we did Figment. Uh, we did Figment 1 and Figment 2. Uh, we did Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Haunted Mansion, uh, and the Enchanted Tiki Room. Um, and so we did all those comics. And then, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of character designs, story development, some variant covers on those. And actually, I, I did a cover just this week um, that just hit um, for a story called Iron Man Hong Kong Heroes. So it's based on the Iron Man Experience attraction. And I did a variant cover for for that, so some comic shops might might be might have that variant. Awesome, yeah, awesome. So lots of fun stuff, man. I I, uh, I love you know being able to you know step in and, and draw stuff as well from time to time, uh, as well as you know my day job and wife's home. <laughs> I was gonna say, holy shit, your door just opened. <laughs> door I, I was like, oh god. <laughs> Trent, Trent has a ghost in his uh, in his house. My that door, door closed. Mine doesn't open. It's fine. <laughs> um, but no, it's uh, it's it's really cool to see everything that Marvel's doing in the parks. It's it's definitely a welcome, uh, welcomed into part of the Disney family. I think every Disney fan is stoked about anything Marvel that comes out too. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I think so. I think everybody's excited about old- it. You know, Walt wouldn't have wanted that purists that can all pack sand, obviously. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of that that goes on. Yeah, you know what? Um, I I think. Well, I mean, for one, it's the the Walt Disney Company is what it is, right? I mean, they've uh, they have Pixar, they've got Lucasfilm, they've got Marvel, and these are you know for for Disney, these are huge, awesome sandboxes to play in. Um, and so you know, we're just having we're having fun and looking where we can add to things but i think you know everybody who's in leadership over at imagineering they're they're very aware of maintaining the core ideals and themes and philosophies that 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 walt established and then carrying them through into the new parks that that walt was not a part of um and you know as we as we look at marvel and how we would bring marvel into the parks we are in some cases want to be a bit intrusive you know in in the way guardians of the galaxy is and in some cases, um, you know, looking for the right, looking for the right fit. So, you know, it's all, um, and when we go into a park that maybe is not as obvious, like, like Epcot, bringing guardians to Epcot, uh, we're working on a story that makes that make sense. Right. Um, you know, I mean, we are, we're, we're, we're all storytellers, right? And we, we're not just, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You go, sorry, sorry, Epcot, you know, but. Here comes here comes the Guardians of the Galaxy, and we're just going to destroy everything. That's that's not what we're doing. We're telling a story that works in Epcot within that framework, um, but at the same time, is true to the the Guardians of the Galaxy story. So uh, that's to me, that's part of the fun. That's 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 you know that's part of the fun of bringing these characters into the parks. And I know not everybody loves them, but you know we definitely heard the heard the complaints when we first announced Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And, you know, saw all the hate. But after we opened it, different story. You know, just just trust us. Just just <laughs> just just hold on. Just sit tight. You know, I, I know it's easy to complain, uh, but I, I think as people start to see the way we're introducing these stories into the parks, hopefully we're doing it organically and in a way that that adds to the experience and that uh, 
let's you know Marvel fans kind of you know dip, get immersed in the world in the same way we've been immersed in Adventurelands and Frontierlands and and things like that. But now we get to step into the Marvel universe and be be a part of that. You know, that's I mean, it's to me, it's super exciting. I mean, what what the Imagineers are now doing with Star Wars is is awesome. You know, it's it's going to be a whole new a whole new land where you get to be a part of that be a part of that narrative and. You know, it's very interesting for us at at Marvel as we as we think about the theme parks because we are flipping the paradigm in the way we typically tell stories. Uh, you know, when you're watching a movie or a com- reading a comic book or, or a TV show, you are a passive observer watching the action unfold on the screen or in the page. Uh, but when you go into a theme park, then the story is about you. You are the protagonist of that of that story. I mean, if you go on Space Mountain or Thunder Mountain, it's not about anybody else's adventure. It's about your adventure. You're the one in the rocket ship. You're the one on the runaway mine train. You're the one, you know, flying over Neverland in the pirate ship. It's your story. And and so when we when we create a Marvel attraction, how do we how do we make how do we make you the protagonist of that of that story? So, I mean, with, with Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, uh, Rocket has broken out of, of his vitrine, and he needs to scan his hands to liberate the Guardians, but he can't do that because he has little raccoon hands, so he recruits all the human people to help him liberate the Guardians. So we got to think about making you a part of the story. If you're in, in, on Iron Man experience, Iron Man is addressing you. Tony Stark's addressing you. Um, and that's a different way of telling stories where we can't control where you look because it's 360 degrees it's everywhere uh and i like i grew up in southern california i grew up going to disneyland and i love that i love that 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 medium of of storytelling um and if if you don't think about it that way and it's just a fun roller coaster or a fun ride that's great too uh but for those who want to dive deeper and really get into the the narrative of it um i think that i think they're gonna have just an added added experience so no i totally don't i totally see that i mean there was a lot of people that that met pandora with with uh oh yeah i worked on that one too that was yeah i mean really (laughs) uh i mean there's a lot of people that met that with with hate i think because they go oh that i didn't like that movie i never i never watched the whole thing and then you go on flight of passage everyone's like yeah holy shit well never mind this is cool i'm i'm okay with it so it's one of those things that a lot of those rides like like Guardians going in where Ellen's was at, you know, any any time, and these guys can attest, I mean, they know, Ellen was, what, there was 13 people on the whole fucking ride if you went on it before that, and then... You'd have a row to yourself. You'd have a yeah, whole row to yourself. It was a 45-minute nap, and then as soon as it's announced that Guardians is going to take it over, everyone goes, oh, it's, what is it, IP cut, you know, save Ellen. It's like, you don't, you don't like Ellen. You just like defending things, because you like... Being offended and complaining. Well, I think it's they know they're safe and comfortable with a thing like Ellen and Guardians is is new and Guardians kind of pushes the boundary a little bit. I mean, I for one, I mean, everyone knows I haven't seen Guardians, but I'm excited I wonder for why. it. Have I told them I, twice already? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, to me, it goes back to it goes back to Walt, right? I mean, he he said. Disneyland will never be completed as long as there is imagination left in the world. And if we just let these attractions sit static and don't touch them and don't do anything, then it becomes a relic. It becomes a museum and it fades away and and it becomes dated. So we have to continue to 
try new things, to push boundaries. Um, and some things will work and some things won't. But that's all in the spirit of, of, of creativity. And I mean, that's, that's how you do it, you know? And, and the things that don't work will, will find themselves going away. And the things that do work will, will stick around like a haunted mansion or a Pirates of the Caribbean and become new classics for, <laughs> and then someday you'll be taking, you'll be taking your grandkids and your great grandkids to the park. So you, you just never know what, uh, what's going to stick. And that's, that's one of my most, I guess not hated, but it's one of the things that makes my blood boil the most. People goes, well, that's not what Walt would have wanted. Well, Last person I think that knew, rest in peace, Marty Sklar, is no longer with us. And I feel like he's the last one that really had a good idea of what Walt maybe wanted, right? Yeah, and I, I mean, talked to, I, you know, Marty was one of my mentors. And, uh, you know, I, I loved him to death. He was, he was, uh, he was an amazing man. And uh, I was fortunate enough to be invited to, to write a bit in his, in his last book. Um, and, uh, you know, I asked him one time, you know, what would... Uh, what would Walt say about about everything that we've done here? And he said, Walt would have said, what took you so long? Because Walt himself was was a boundary pusher. Um, he invented an industry, basically. Um, he, I mean, he was always trying new things and, and doing things that, you know, people said would, would fail. I mean, let's, let's go back in history and look at, you know, they told him Disneyland would tank. They told him not to do it. It was a bad idea. It was, you know, theme amusement parks were dirty and all that stuff. And he said, "Well, mine's going to be different." And he, so he was always pushing the boundaries. And we have to keep doing that in the, in uh, in that in that same spirit. And, you know, you know, we are uh, those of us who are working at, at at the Walt Disney Company today and Marvel and and Lucasfilm. We're fortunate to be a part of a a, a really exciting time when, you know, uh, we can do literally anything you can possibly conceive of and film and and uh and now we get to try and bring them into three dimensions in the in the parks and it's just it's an awesome time it really is it really is a wonderful time to be a disney fan because so much is going on so much at disneyland disney world the disney disney paris i mean disney paris that, that hotel stark looks really cool the hotel or the the hotel New York in in Disney Paris. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that was yeah. I forgot about that one. That's and that's another thing. <laughs> the the Art of Marvel uh, Hotel. So that one's going to be um, a little bit more of a less immersive into the story in the way that like a land would be, but more of an acknowledgement of the artistry of Marvel. Uh, going back to the Jack Kirby and you know Steve Ditko and. All the amazing creators that have come, you know, Joe Casada, Todd McFarlane, you know, all the the amazing artists, and, and even the the modern day the modern day masters like Ryan Minerding and these guys who are creating the look of the the Marvel Studios films. So it's going to be a, a pretty unique a unique thing, I think. Might it might just get me back to Disney Paris? I haven't been there in, in like a decade, but I might have to go back there. There you go. So uh, so you know, Brian, you, you grew up in Southern California. You've been a fan of disney world since probably what two one yeah i mean i can't really uh i don't really remember a time not going to disneyland with my family i mean we didn't have uh you know we didn't have annual passes or anything like that so we didn't go it wasn't something that like we did every weekend but we would go once a year um my parents would take us out of school and we'd spend the day at disneyland and i remember just being 
over the moon, uh, excited. You know, it was like Christmas Eve the night before. I had a, this Pirates of the Caribbean book, and inside that book, you open up the front cover, and it was the the layout of the attraction. And I remember going through that layout map and looking at all the different things that I was going to see, even though I knew it by heart. I didn't care because I, I was just so enthralled with it. Um, and I remember, you know, the first time I really discovered that that like an ima- not I didn't know the word imagineering, but it, that imagineering was a thing was when I, I would walk down Main Street and make a left into Adventureland. And what's now the Jolly Holiday Bakery, um, I forget what it was called back then, but, and, and on the other side of the same building is the thatched roof of the Enchanted Tiki Room. And there's one spot where you can like look up and see that the two roof lines meet, thatch with like turn-of-the-century Middle America, and it dawned on me that that's the same, that's the same building. Somebody figured that out. That when I'm standing here, I'm in Adventureland. When I'm standing here, I'm on Main Street. And that was, uh, to me, it's those little design touches. You look at the the way the pavement is, the way they, you know, thought about all that area. So when you're in Frontierland, you see the 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 horseshoe prints and things like that. Um, all of that is part of that creating that narrative. Um, and uh, you know, it's, so it's awesome when we think about these attractions, thinking about all of the little details that will communicate to you that you are in a certain type of place uh, from color, shape. I mean, if you want to if you want to learn how to do this, you know, I got to read uh, John Hench's book. Uh, I think it's called. the oh Gosh, what's the name of it? Uh, Designing Disney by John Hench. Uh, for any Imagineer or aspiring Imagineer, that book is uh, that's your Bible. Because it, it, it lays it out on how to design these these spaces and think about them from an artistic uh, narrative point of view. So so that being said, uh, obviously you're a huge fan. Uh, I think maybe we can come up with some lightning round questions. Trenton's good at this. So let me start you off with favorite right. uh, favorite favorite food at Disneyland. Since you go to Disneyland a lot, uh, Dole Whip. Yes. What's your what's the most well themed attraction in Disney World? In Disney World? Uh give me a second on that one because I'm not Disney World, I would say probably Tower of Terror. Um it's another another great one over there. Um Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Tower of Terror. That's, That's I no, I mean the queue. Everything is wonderful. Yeah, yeah the outside really queue even got a little flair. So I love yeah. walking through that lobby and just looking around yeah. at, at all the little things that the Imagineers put in, all the details. Yep, and I, I think you know, uh, kind of a, I think the new Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is is really uh, really well executed too. A lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. One point or two point oh. I'm sorry. Soren one point or two point oh. My personal favorite? Yeah. I'll, I'll go, I go 1.0. Soarin' Over uh, California. But, but here, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. <clears throat> Soarin' Over California, in California, California Adventure, Soarin' Over the World, and Walt Disney World. That's what I would do. But what do I know? <laughs> no? No. What, <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Other than that would make sense to me. But yeah. know, it's always to try new things. I, I see. I, I think, think 1.0 was uh, was really special. 
Yeah, see, I always uh, we we talked about it when we when we talked about Soren on the show a while ago. I always loved Soren over California because it had all of the things that I remember as a kid. Uh, you know, Tahoe, uh, Mammoth, you know, Big Bear, uh, Palm Springs, all those all those fun things that remind me of being back home. Yeah. Yep. Now I only rode the first version <clears throat> several times before it changed. I mean, um, and I like the original. But I also feel now I do have to ask the cast member to put me in the middle to watch it, to ride the, the attraction, to so you don't the, get that bend in the yeah in the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> no, I think that's a good call. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I do lo- – I love it. I love the smells. I love the um, – Whoa, what smells? There's smells on Soren. The new one? I thought yeah. they were gone. No, they're all there. They're there. I don't there's remember any of them. There's the grass and dirt. There's, ladies well, and gentlemen, he's, he's get, blind you, in one eye, deaf in one ear, and, and... <laughs> he can't fucking smell. <laughs> no, Congested. <laughs> I tell you this much: the opportunity was missed when the well breaches the water and the mist doesn't hit you in the face. <laughs> like, like, see that? See that would have been totally 1998, where everything, every 4D attraction sprays you in the face with water. Right. And it's got a little back poker and yeah. a lake yeah, yeah, all the tricks. Lake stitch great again. So, uh, so Brian, what is your if you had to choose one ride in Disney World to ride for the rest of your life, and that was it, oh, or God. Disney Disneyland or Disney World, either one, what are you picking? Down, dude. Uh, Peter Pan's flight. Oh uh, goodness, that is not what uh, I expected. Yeah, Peter Pan's flight. Um, no, I I know it's not Haunted Mansion. I know it's not Pirates of the Caribbean. But Peter Pan's Flight was the attraction that uh, captivated my imagination as a kid. Um, feeling like I could fly uh, over a place that had pirates and mermaids and Indians and and you know, go to a place where I didn't ever have to grow up. I was I was all in. Um, and so Peter Pan is still my my favorite animated film. Uh, and, uh, and that attraction, you know, without fail, every time I went to Disneyland, I had to ride Peter Pan's flight without fail. Uh, and so to this day, I, I still I still love it. You know, it seemed longer to me as a kid. <laughs> as I ride as an adult, I'm like, wow, it's over really fast. Um, but uh, as a kid, I just uh, I loved it. Loved the music, you know, getting in, on a pirate ship and, and flying over London and Neverland was, was just, that was it for me. I guess it was like, it was kind of... Peter Pan was kind of a superhero in a way um, before I really knew what those were. So better holiday at the park, Halloween or Christmas? Whoa, whoa, come on, man. You can't be, you can't go twice in a row. <laughs> I, I just thought of this one. I, I also, you can answer that one in a second. I wanted to comment on Peter Pan because I never really had a great appreciation for Peter Pan. It was never mm-hmm. something that I would want to ride. And it's still not something that I means Stephanie, if we go to just the two of us, we don't necessarily always ride it, but. A couple of years ago, I guess it was two years ago, it was 2016, August of 2016, we went on it with, um, we went with Stephanie's entire family, there's 15 of us in Disney, and I got to ride with my nephew uh, on Peter Pan. He wanted to sit with us, it was the only ride that he rode with us the whole time, and seeing his face on the ride was just something that you couldn't recreate again, even if he rode it again, or it was... It, it was like that wonderment, and I think that's what you're talking yep. about when you wrote it as a kid. It's just that that it's magic. You know, you're in, in this scene, you're flying, and this scene, you're over London. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. and seeing his eyes light up. It, it, it's it's an unrecreatable feeling. 
Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, you think about the the artistry of of creating that illusion, you know, the perspective and how do I make it look like little cars are moving and the lights, the stars that are seemingly floating in space. It was all just um, now, you know, as an adult, I learned how the how the how the you know how the sausage was made, but uh, <laughs> but as a kid, it was just it was it was magic to me, and uh, yeah, so it'll always be my my go-to. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean. It, it changed my mind on the ride. But back to you, Scott. It's a Good wonderful ride. I love that ride. Still do to this day. Uh, so Halloween or Christmas time at the parks? Oh, I'm a Halloween guy. It's uh, so awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Christmas time. I think, you know, it's a small world. The, the Christmas overlay is, is one of, the, one of the, the, the more amazing things that, that the parks do. Uh, but Halloween is just, has always been my favorite holiday. Dressing up, becoming somebody else. Park. I love the, you, you know, the Haunted Mansion and then Haunted Mansion Holiday. Both, you know, I think they're both fantastic. Um, uh, I just, yeah, I love, I love Halloween. So uh, I, I vote Halloween on that one. It's, it, it is a wonderful time at the parks, and uh, it's. But you're right, Christmas and the Christmas at Disney World, it just seems magical. Uh, Halloween at Disney yep. World is just, it's, it's a place where you can kind of take yourself out of reality, anyways, and then to kind of be someone else and dress up it's it's just even better but i'll tell you the at christmas time uh the candlelight processional is uh is a pretty pretty amazing tradition um i've been fortunate enough to go a few times and uh every time it's it's just an awesome family uh experience so if you guys haven't been to the candlelight um i definitely i highly recommend it i would love to see neil patrick harris yes oh yeah or Kurt Russell does it now too, doesn't he? He did it this year, I think. He, yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, he's done it a couple times in the past at Disneyland. Oh, I thought he just started. Well, maybe that was he just started in Disney World. Maybe I don't know. So I think the last time I was there, uh, I think Gina Davis did it and uh, John Stamos. And I was bummed I didn't get to go this past year. And it was Chris Hemsworth. Uh, our very own Thor. So Fuck, uh, that's who I'd rather yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to get out to Disneyland. I couldn't take Stephanie though because she wouldn't even talk to me the whole time. Oh well, no. I, I would. I would love to have uh, Andy Circus do it. I, I, I just that would find it kind of a weird mashup of Halloween <laughs> and Christmas. You know, he's so creepy. Uh, so yeah, let's get Andy Circus out there. No. Chris Hemsworth is Stephanie's favorite Avenger, and she doesn't even know why. I can tell you why, though. Yeah. Uh, As I said, Chris Hemsworth, my wife, was uh, literally clapping her hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the scene in uh, the first Thor when he doesn't have a shirt on in the diner, or, or the uh, the house where where they go back. Yeah. 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 Come on. Trend doesn't exist look, at that time. Just, just make me fucking look bad. Come on, man. <laughs> Mikey, did you have another question? I was going to ask him uh, the the one question everybody's probably dying to know. Listen to us at home. Um, have you been to the London? <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to ask. Have I been to what? The, the London. London. They make fun of me because I studied in London, and I they call it the London. Oh no, I have not. He talks about that shit a lot. Good on I you, mate. <laughs> uh, so uh, around the three sheets, you know, Facebook page, I'm. Not famous, but I uh, not at I'm, all. I'm pretty pretty known for making you know polls that that involve tough decisions. And um, so if you had to take one mountain, and I'm including Everest in this, 
If you had to take one mountain of the Magic Kingdom or Everest, and you could never ride it again, which one would you pick? Take one out of the Magic Kingdom. Or, or no, no, just out of out of space splash, Big Thunder and Everest. If you could never ride one again, so get rid of it. Yeah, get rid of one. Just blow it up. Oh, okay. Never getting on it again. Uh, well, out of those choices, I would I would take, uh, I would take Splash out. What? Oh my God! I have to leave this. I'm not here. a big fan of walking around the park soaking wet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that that that's that's a legit answer. I yeah. I'm not a big fan of space personally. I know that's sacrilege, but you gotta see. You gotta do space in Disneyland. It's so much better. I mean, do you still piss blood when you get off on that one, or no? No, no. It's okay. much. It's much smoother. It's it's not as you don't need a you don't need a traction device after Space Mountain in Disneyland. If I was gonna take as if I was gonna take one out of uh, out of Anaheim, it would be it would be Matterhorn. That's the one that oh uh, god, it's so rough. Beats me up every time I ride it. That, I, I loved it as a kid, but as an adult, I feel every every imperfection in that track. I feel for a few days. That that's one, one that I want to ride the most. That's that's Space Mountain in Disney World. That's it's, what Space yeah, Mountain yeah. is. I think it's the same seating configuration. Yes, it is. Mistaken. Yes, it is. It's yeah. only it might be the same the same ride vehicle. That's what I mean. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Because Splash in California is. Two single. by two, or yeah, single file. The single row, and it's the opposite here. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Mikey, you have anything else? I think you were going to ask your pirates question, Mikey. You... <laughs> uh, he's being shy about the pirates. No, no, no. He already covered the pirates. He's a big fan of pirates of the Caribbean. Wh- what do you want? Yeah, who is well, it? Well, the changes. It is not my question. The joke was I didn't do any prep for this, and I said <laughs> I'm just going to ask him why they messed with the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, <laughs> because I don't have. I mean, really, it's it's it's. I'm neither here nor there on the whole situation. Um, yeah, that's not that's not my story to tell. <laughs> uh, I, know. I, I, I know there are uh, uh, there are many opinions on that, um, but. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll leave that for those who worked on that attraction. I will say, <laughs> I will Very say hey, if you want to bring him on, we'll bring him on. We'll gladly talk to him about that. But I will say, I did see a video of the uh, of the new scene. They did a they did a fine job of it. They did a really fine job of it. And that goes back to what you said. Trust us. We kind of know what we're doing. Yeah, and and you know, not some people are it's hard to make everybody happy you know there there are things that that we do and changes we make um for one reason or another um in some cases it's to do a, a creative refresh uh or just bring things up to today's standards or whatever um and uh you know nobody john lasseter once told us in a meeting he said nobody sets out to make a bad movie right but some just end up being bad <laughs> and he said, you know, so, you know, we, uh, n- none of us are like, how can we screw up the park? <laughs> <laughs> That's never, never the goal. That's the goal what Bob Lasseter asked. <laughs> Jesus. I'll never live that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the, uh, you know, so we're always setting out to do the best we can and create something that, that is going to be fun for people and is, uh, going to be aspirational and immersive and all the, all those buzzwords. Um, that's the you know we're we're having fun too and you know we're we're creating things that that we would we would want to do so and and we hope most people uh, want to do them with us. So. Oh, yeah. 
I'm very I mean, jealous of the uh, the Iron Man overlay on Rock and Roller Coaster in was it Paris? Is that right? Yeah, Paris. Yeah. I I yeah, would. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Iron Man's or uh, Rock and Roller Coaster is probably my favorite coaster in Disney World. So, I mean, Aerosmith, I like them, but they could use a refresh. Yeah, well, uh, you know, like I said, yeah, I can't go too much into what the menus are going to be for right. those lands, but I, uh, you know, I think people are going to be going to be pleased with the stuff they get to do. Some stuff that that you might see coming, and stuff that you 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 didn't see coming. We're gonna we're gonna take you to different corners of the Marvel universe. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited. That's very exciting. I might, I, I I've never been to Disneyland, so. Well, you gotta come out in a few years at least. Yeah, yo, absolutely. I mean, I I go to Disney World more than I'd like to admit, so <laughs> might as well splurge and go to the other one. <laughs> I got I, we. I think we all have to get over to Disneyland at some point because uh, it's been a while for me. I need to I need to get out there. So, um, any other anything else before we wrap this up? Oh yeah, have you met Stan Lee before? I have. Yeah. Oh my god, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Stan is the best, and he's um, um, he's exactly what you want him to be. You know, he's uh, he he knows how to play the role of Stanley. Oh yeah, <laughs> you meet him, and and he he turns it on. You know, he's he's ninety five years old, right? So uh, you know, he, he he takes it slow, and but when it's time to become Stan, to to turn on the turn on the the charisma and the charm, he does it. You know, like flipping a light switch, and. He's he's just he's awesome, and you know I love the guy, uh, and I I I uh, I have a I do have a stand story. So you know one of the one of the times I met him was uh, uh, last year in Chicago at C two E two, and we had brought Stan up on the stage as a surprise appearance for the fans that were there. We didn't announce it; we just brought him, um, and they of course went ballistic. Stan goes up on the stage, he does the Stan thing, Excelsior, the whole bit, and he's kind of waving to the fans and starts walking off the stage, not looking where he's going. And I'm standing on the corner of the stage, just kind of like behind him, and the stairwell was to like the left, and Stan went right. And he took one step off of the stage and started going down. Oh, God. And and I reached out, and grabbed him around his chest and his arm and kind of like lifted him and put him on back on the seat. And then of course, all, you know, his, all his people like immediately ran over and like grabbed, grabbed him and helped him down. But it was a, a scary moment. And all I could think of is when this guy goes, it's not going to be on my watch. <laughs> with, so you saved with, Stanley's life. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go that far, but, but yeah. I mean, At yeah. that age, that's a, that's a nasty. Fall. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it was scary, it was a scary little moment, but I yeah, mean, I mean like, the guy's the guy's awesome, and I mean, what he's created over his lifetime. I mean, I, you know, I think uh, you know, we, we, we there was a celebration that we did last uh, last year. Uh, it was hosted by Chris Hardwick uh, here in LA, and and Todd McFarlane uh, was there, creator of Spawn, you know, kind of well known comic book artist, and he said, any creator can only dream of creating one character that will resonate and have a lasting impact for generations uh, like an Iron Man or a Spider-Man. And Stan has created an entire universe that has stood the test of time and 
uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, he's the he's the Walt Disney of Marvel. I mean, he's he created all you know all these these icons um, that we are the the beneficiaries of you know as fans and as creators, and it's just uh, yeah, with great power comes great responsibility, right? So. Uh, you know, we, you know, we uh, we know that people love these characters, and it, you know, all we want to do is bring them to life in ways that would make Stan and and Jack and and all those guys, you know, you know happy with what we're doing. So awesome! That's awesome. awesome. I mean, I you know, I always forget about the cameos until I'm watching the movie and then I see him, <laughs> like in Deadpool. That he is loved the it. greatest. That is the greatest fucking cameo of yes, all time it is. In, in any movie. He, he His loves cameo is pretty good in Ragnarok. <laughs> I have not seen Ragnarok yet either. I'm... Yeah, he has a good one. They're all good. So I'm yeah. partial to his cameo in Guardians uh, Volume Two. Oh, was, where he's uh, just sitting around talking. Yeah, it, it's pretty. But it's not just sitting around talking. It's where he's talking and who oh, he's right. talking. To. Right. Yeah. I mean, I no. no yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. incredible. I won't ruin it for you, Scott, because you haven't seen yeah, it. That's yet. fine. My favorite one is his uh, cameo in Big Hero Six, at the end. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that one. Very unexpected. That was fun. So, uh, all right. Well, Brian, I don't want to keep you too long, but I really want to thank you for coming on the show. It was awesome to have have you on the show to talk about Marvel, talk about Disney. Uh, and someone with a history with the company like that is just awesome to meet. So, uh, My pleasure, guys. You know, it's a, you know, I'm a fan just like you guys, and, uh, you know, I... I feel very fortunate to be able to kind of, to do what I do, and I work with a lot of amazing, uh, talented people. So, uh, you know, I'm having fun, man. It's, it's all good. So, uh, as we end every show, uh, Mikey, give me some closing remarks on tonight's show. Man, this is like being the deacon and having to pray over the offering. I'm not prepared <laughs> for this. <laughs> I've just been kind of hanging out here and sipping my pumpkin spice liqueur and coffee because it's 40 degrees in my garage right now um closing remarks i got i got a blank right now uh you know it's it's fun hearing from someone who does for a living the stuff that we you know sit around and bs uh, on an amateur level um someone who's actually done imagineering where we just uh our armchair Imagineers, um, you know it's an impressive uh, resume you got there, Brian, for everything you've done with Disney and Marvel. And having well, drawings I, you know, published, I, I, I've been I've been lucky. I've been I've been lucky. Um, but uh, you know what? I, you know I I love sitting around and and playing armchair imagineer too. So I mean that's that's how all these projects come about. Is just a bunch of us sitting around going. What do we want to do? What would be cool? What would be fun? That's that's where it all starts, and that's that's my favorite part of the whole process. There's no well, rules. Welcome to join us on the shows where we do it. We <laughs> <laughs> do it all the fucking time. I mean, you're more than welcome. Yeah, yeah, we do it. Yeah, that's far too I, I often. I would if I, I wasn't think. contractually obligated to not do that. But, uh, <laughs> I would think so. That's how we get. That's how we get Party Source Rex at Typhoon Lagoon. Hey man, <laughs> exactly. I'm still I'm still waiting on my Christmas lights, Mosborn lights, and Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Uh, all, all your accomplishments, I'm going to give you kudos on um, Scott. So, congratulations for Scott. Awesome. So, uh, Trent. Uh, hey, this is this is fucking incredible, getting to, to talk to somebody. I mean, 
you know that, that's done it. Like like Mikey said, it's something we do all the time. We 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 make a, a feeble attempt to be you on a regular basis, and um, you know just just listening to the just scratching the surface of, of your knowledge and your experience so far is just. I mean, it gets me all giddy. I don't know if I can even sleep. Um, <laughs> just talking about it. I mean, holy shit, saving Stanley's life. Fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> that sounds so much more dramatic than it probably was. But... <laughs> he would have fallen on the stage and been in just old. It'd just be a bag and just crunched up. It would be bad. So, all I'm saying is, thank you for coming on the show. It's been incredible. You're a super smart guy. You do a lot of wonderful work that makes a lot of people happy, which is what we also feebly attempt to do on a weekly basis. Feebly, and, uh, but the emphasis on the word feebly. Yeah, because we like it's, we can't come close to this. Yeah, I mean, like people do this, or they watch like a rerun of Seinfeld. So it, it's whatever. <laughs> but but either way, thank you for uh, for giving a little bit of your time to us tonight. Yeah, thank you. My my pleasure, guys. Hey, make mine marvel. There we go. All right. So from all of us here, at three sheets of mouse. Thank you for making our show a part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time, this time, and until next time, so long for just a while.